I was on vacation recently in uh, the, the islands, so uh, down in the Bahamas. So I, I usually bring lots of uh, art materials with me when I do, uh, when I do rarely have a, a bit of a vacation time. Uh, or if I'm going to be sitting around for a little bit. So I uh, was looking for uh, an idea or a subject matter that I could could do a piece, a finished piece, um, of out of my head. Because that's the thing for me is that if I don't have reference ready, readily available, sometimes I would like I like to try to produce something uh, that I've I've planned uh, onto paper uh, out of my head without any uh, reference as best I can. This was a piece that I was doing on the beach, uh, slightly inspired by the environment that I was in, of course, because, you know, you're in the Caribbean and you think pirates and underwater and sea monsters and stuff like that. So this is kind of a take on uh, a common sea monster. To be absolutely honest, I don't remember the name of it. Maybe I'll put it up right here. I'll put up the name of what they're actually called because it's not just the character from A Little Mermaid. It's also a that's it. That's what it was. Couldn't remember, so I wrote it here. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to have her underwater with a, uh, a tank diver who's trying to get treasure. So it was kind of a nice little story to tell here. So I did this piece on the beach, um, and it worked pretty well. Like I really am, am rather proud of of the, the the anatomy within her body and his body. I mean, some so I'm sure anatomy experts will tell me that his muscular structure is not right, but hey, I'm learning. Uh, and I didn't have any reference with me, so I was going from basic memory. I really like their hands in this. Their hands work all, all four examples of hands here I'm relatively happy with because they're dynamic, they're moving, they feel relatively real, they don't just feel like clubs, which is always the, the difficult thing. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm playing with trying to demonstrate depth with some simple uh, shading lines um, where you can see the, the fingers deeper in the, in the background. I've, I've hatched quite a bit. So I'm, I'm relatively happy with this. When I was doing this piece, I didn't have these, these underwater uh, plants in the background originally. It was really just a plain empty white background with the bubbles to demonstrate that they're underwater. So there's two things. One, there's no depth or background or texture to it. And two, there was no contrast behind the main figure to create some contrast within the piece. So there wasn't any of that behind it. So I, I put the shadows of these seaweed structures behind her, now pulled from reference um, on my phone, but it, it's working and it's not working because it's a little too busy, I find. It's a little too busy, even though it does have some nice contrast elements behind her, it's a little too busy. The other things I didn't like that didn't really work were the way I was trying to add shadowing and shading to all of her tentacles, which are kind of uh, a random mass. So I did show this piece to a few friends and colleagues, and one of the first things that they um, suggested was, A, her tentacles don't seem to be motivated by where they are. So you seem to see a whole bunch of them. You're not really sure where they're attaching to her body, and are, are there more than eight or less than eight? Like, it's a bit random. I was okay with that, relatively speaking, but... I see what they mean. Uh, I also was trying stippling by adding little dots into add texture. It feels out of place, I think, in the overall piece, considering that most of my shading is done with hatching. Stippling seems weird. The other um, note that somebody gave me was he's kneeling on the ground and they're underwater, so why not take advantage of the fact that the characters are underwater um, so they can be floating? 
so that was an interesting observation from somebody else's point of view to say, while, while their positioning is dynamic, you, you missed an opportunity, or I missed an opportunity, to place, to tell the story in, in, in the environment that it is in, which is underwater, uh, which is, again, would also help make it believable that they are underwater in a two-dimensional line drawing because he'd be floating. So I, what I did is when I came home, I, I, I decided to redraw this, the, uh, the same scenario, um, taking some of the notes and lessons and try to reapply it in a slightly different way in the same, uh, in the same story. Um, first and foremost, uh, I took the characters, brought them up off the ground, did it on a bigger canvas, or I used the guidelines that uh, I spoke about a couple episodes ago where, uh, that I've been learning from Mark Schultz, and obviously there, that is all talking about the golden mean, uh, the rule of thirds, both in the sense of these the, the triangles and also the, the hatches this way, dividing the page into thirds from all angles, and then trying to put the point of focus or the main points of focus within the piece along those lines or where those lines converge, because that is always going to be the most interesting place to put them. Um, so right away, placing her body along the convergence of the one-third this way, his body along the convergence of the one-third this way, especially his head is right on that convergence, they are that, um, that line there of the third, using another technique I was pulling out of a, another drawing book. Um, I buy a lot of learning how to draw books that, that are good, that I can find, that, that's, you know, that speak to me when I look at them. And one of the things that, that one of them was talking about was using um, these opposing curves so her body is in this position her action is in this position his body is in the counter curve this way it's not exactly perfect but the idea is there is is countering those curves um, and then using the background elements to accentuate those shapes so you can see how the rock formation goes like this behind her and the rock and the, the ground formation has a general um, movement this way uh, with the rock to to complement his body positioning uh, within the storytelling of the scene i also brought her arm her other arm her left arm up uh, and not holding on to his um, the, her right arm is essentially the same as the other drawing because i i was quite happy with that uh, with him i positioned the um the treasure which he is reaching for behind him so that that it's actually more dynamic because it, he's being pulled away uh, and he's reaching back towards us so it, it creates an illusion of three-dimensionality uh, because he's reaching back towards it, it it creates the illusion of action and movement even though uh, it's all two-dimensional static and then I used I took the opportunity again of using the the octopus tentacles that she has on on her lower lower half of her body to wrap around his arms and hold him back in that action so originally when I penciled this I um, didn't want to mess up the pencil by inking it so I tried light tabling now, light tabling is a method where, if you don't know, it's where you take literally what it sounds like a box, or, or, a, or in this case, I put a light underneath the glass table that I draw on, and that shines a light through underneath the artwork. You put another piece of paper on top, then you trace your piece. Now, that is a really good method of doing quick and dirty roughs, especially with comics, to do like your layouts and really, really loose gestures. Take a fresh piece of, of paper, and you can oftentimes in the old days, they would blow that up on a photocopier because you would do your, your layouts very small. You'd blow that up to the full size. You'd put your comic page over top and then do the finer pencils 
over top of your gestures just to keep you going. Now, I tried inking over top of directly, just inking over top of the light table. And I, I think with a little practice, I could probably get it. I wasn't super happy with the outcome I was getting. I didn't feel like I could see the page under a surface light enough to see where I was laying down lines. I was more looking at, I found myself distracted and looking at the pencils that were bleeding through, which weren't necessarily clear because of course you're putting light through another piece of paper underneath. So didn't work very well for me. So I decided, forget it. I'll ink the original piece, which is why it does have a little bit of a rough, uh, you can see the blue line, you can see the pencil. And I haven't cho chosen yet to erase that, which is okay. I, um, I like that. I like to feel the process in a piece like this. It's not, this isn't anything for anything other than myself and learning how to draw. Um, I'm just doing these pieces for myself, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and then further to that, once I took it to the, that place, then I started experimenting with adding in a, a large amount of, of black behind her that would imitate the shadow that's underneath this rock. And then because that was just an empty black space, I used uh, white uh, gouache to um, paint in the reflections on the surface of the rock to to imitate the other pieces that were in the light section so that you have this flow of the cracks of the rock and hopefully it all brings it together and gives it some texture in the contrasty part behind her and then again draws the eye into where she is then using other elements like the the swooping uh, cable and the fish and the bubbles to create a, a flowy bubbly underwater um, feel so i hope that this piece and the lessons i've learned in it um, uh, help you um, as I'm just kind of reflecting myself on what is working and what isn't. Um, the, I'm still not 100% happy in this, never, I don't think I ever will be, with little things like just the rendering itself. I'm a little bit impatient yet. I'm still rendering things too fast. Um, and, and I think that with a little bit more time and patience, I would be able to get a, a better result. Some of the anatomy, his feet are a little long, so that's not right. Uh, I'm not super happy with the anatomy of his body and his, and his arm here because it's in an awkward position. It's sometimes hard to represent that anatomy. So I didn't do a perfect job there. Uh, some of the hatching is a little inconsistent where it's really fine and refined here. It's much bigger and unrefined in areas here and here. So it needs to be a little bit more consistent and then it would be less dirty. Uh, again, that would also apply to the rock in the background. What isn't working is some of the the hatching again is inconsistent because I'm not quite confident in what I'm doing there. I am making it up as I making it up as I go along. So these are things that I see that are wrong with it. Um, you know, feel free to add comments um, of what you see also that is incorrect or or would make it better um, because that helps me because then I can carry that to the next piece and then talk about those lessons that I've learned from that piece. So it's all about this. Is continues to be all about. Um, me learning how to draw so it's all and then telling you the lessons that I learned so because immediately after that piece I did this one um, and I will be really brief on this it's not a finished piece it's a John Carter of Mars scene I just simply did three characters in a background out of my head the positioning of the background is uh, and, and the, the the perspective is a little bit inspired by an art book I was flipping through I saw a Boris Vallejo piece where there was uh, a rock formation in the distance and I thought that would be a fun thing to have that three la layers of 
of background, foreground, middle ground, and background in a big, vast, epic space. So you have this rock formation up front, the city space in the, in the middle ground, background, pretty far deep background but it's still middle deep background and then the deepest background is just these mountains in a in a desert uh, on mars and then there's some moons floating in the sky uh put three characters in it uh, a white ape uh woola and john carter first and foremost little little nitpicky things on this one um in a perfect world john would be moved over just a little bit i wasn't using my guidelines on this so i was eyeballing the thirds if he was moved over just a touch, like maybe even just a centimeter or two, it would feel a little bit more um, like that flow was working from the moon to the two other characters, and it would feel more like it was on a third. Another little thing is this this line of the, the rock formation in the background uh, converges with his forehead in an awkward way, so it feels like his forehead is part of the cliff. So that was a, a bad design positioning for that line there. That line should maybe be deeper, to cut through his body harder so you can separate him from the from the background otherwise he feels like he's kind of part of that cliff face which you don't want you want him you want that cliff face to feel like it's a hundred you know yards away or whatever however far away it is uh and he needs to be in the foreground again hatching and stuff is still rough but this was just a little fun piece i was doing at the kitchen table at night while i was working on a a feature film um so there we go there's a couple different pieces that i was working on the last little while and some of the lessons that i learned while doing them uh, hopefully you enjoyed and please again comment on any of these uh because i'd love to hear uh where i could do better and then i will share that with the rest of you